Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. Man, we are so happy for Christmas. We have all our sons will be here, their wives, their children, and really, uh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm sorry. Um, my John and Natalie are here, and she is pregnant, almost six months pregnant, and she is absolutely beautiful. And so the first time that we got to meet his daughter in her womb was on Friday, and the first thing Becky did was grab her belly, begin to talk to her belly, and then I began to talk to the belly. And, and so and the baby started moving, so she likes my voice, amen. So, Merry Christmas, uh, Feliz Navidad, uh, Feliz Noel, and that's all I know, okay? And so, I hope you have a holly jolly Christmas. I know we will, and we'll see you in 2024. And uh, today, we're going to continue our series in in, um, Christmas from Mary's Perspective. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Luke chapter 1. And today we're going to begin to talk about the journey. And when we look at Christmas through Mary's eyes, we see that most God encounters are accompanied by prayers, angelic activities, and a fiat. And we're going to talk about that. And this is what I want as we close this year, celebrate the birth of Christ. I want my prayer life to increase. I believe as we're going into 2024, we need to pray more, not less, and to begin to have supernatural activity in our lives and that we will say, God, let your will be done. Now, Jesus always has been and is and forever will be the eternal son of God. Jesus did not become the son of God when he was virgin born. He was virgin born because he is the son of God. But through Mary, the virgin, he would become the son of man. So he's completely God. He's completely man. In the way God broke into history, he would become the only God-man that he would mediate for you and I. If you have your Bibles, let's begin to read Luke chapter 1, verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. I'd like to read this from the Amplified Version, Luke 137. It's going to come on the screen, but if you have your U Version or Bible app, you can quickly begin to go to the Amplified. I love this. It says, For with God, nothing is ever impossible. I want to just pause right there. I want you to breathe in because when we begin to see Christmas through the eyes of Mary, there's more than that meets the eye. And I want you to begin to open up your heart right now to the heartbeat of God. Anything in your life where you need a breakthrough or a miracle, it could be a child, it could be a friend, a neighbor, uh, a parent, I want you to just breathe in and begin to feel the pulsating heartbeat of God for that individual in the situation they're in. Get this, but I want you to say this with me. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. Can we say it again? For 
How many for Christmas, one of the things you're wishing for cannot be put under a tree, but it needs to happen into the heart and the mind and the life of someone that you love very much. And I have a great declaration this Christmas, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And get this, this is what I like about the Amplified, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So no word that comes from God will go forth without power. It goes forth with power. Now, let's read Luke 38, 138. This is Mary's fiat. It's not a car. It's just her simply. It's a Latin word that means, let it be to me according to your will. And Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 2. And we're going to begin to read chapter verses four through seven, two, four through seven. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. Love that. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expelled a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. I want to begin to talk about uh, this Christmas. I have really been just basking, if you will, a slow cooking mind and thought on Mary's life. And truly, it makes you want to open your heart more to God. And every journey with God begins with a God encounter. And this is what I want for Christmas. I want to be encountered by God, that it sets me on a God journey, and that at the end of our lives, and for me, I don't know, I've been really reflecting because we have Jake's kids with us, Jude and Sierra and their children will arrive later this evening. John's wife is with child. And I can tell you, young people, listen to me. At the end of your life, or as you age, you will not just think about what you have acquired, your financial portfolio, but you will think about your children and most of all, your grandchildren. And I begin to think in my grandchildren is Becky and I's DNA, and that will be passed on to generations that we will never meet And the thing that I want my sons to pass on to our grandchildren is that Jude and Becky had a God experience. We encountered God. Let's say it this way. Our hearts were transformed. I don't think it was because Jude and Becky were looking for God. He just broke into our world. And then that began our journey with God. You can never really have a journey with God until you meet God and you have a God encounter. And this isn't just Mary. Many believe that Mary's life in the Annunciation is a model for us with prayer. But I want you to begin to go back. Let's look at Abraham, the father of faith, not only for the Jewish people, but for us. The Bible says that Abraham was sitting underneath a tree and the angel of the Lord with two other angels appeared and they began to speak to him something impossible a year from now, your wife, Sarah, 
Sarah will bear a son. And then the angel of the Lord spoke to the other two angels, shall we tell Abraham what God is going to do? Then Abraham began to pray and have a dialogue with God. And he began an intercession for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. We see something very similar in the time of Daniel. Daniel was before God. He was praying and get this confessing. Have you done that lately? Uh, Before we go into Christmas, it's like, okay, Lord, I want to be up to date with you. You know what? God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he does expect us to come present, be in the now, which means I'm up to date with God. So going into Christmas, then the new year, can I say all is under the blood of Jesus Christ. And there's no accusation against this one because it's already been paid for by Jesus Christ who was born to die to rise again. Can you say amen? And so Daniel was praying and confessing and an angel appeared to him and began to have a dialogue. And Daniel had the most prolific prophecies of the Messiah and almost nailed his birthday. And so is Mary. She is a model of praying, angel activity, and then saying, God, let it be to me according to your will. It's a believing, prayerful life that creates space for God. Do you hear me? Create space for God. And I just want you to know, when, hey, how many of you are grandparents? How many of you always try to give your, your children advice on how to raise their children? And they kind of look, they said, you had your turn. It's ours. And I totally agree with that. But if I would give them a broad sense of advice, the thing that, the reason why I like, come back 1130, our children will be singing. We're going to minister to them or Wednesday night with the school to see our young people begin to sing about God, reflect on God. That's what we want. We want them to have a God encounter. Why? Because I want my family to be on a journey with God that at the end of their life, he will say, well done, enter into my kingdom, you good and faithful servant. Now, if you want to know how God likes his stake, I just told you, well done. (laughs) Amen. And so what is her fiat? I want you to go back to uh, Luke chapter one, and we're going to read verse 38 again. And I love this. Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. I think this is something we should pray every day, every moment. Lord, let it be to me according to your word, not according to my word. How many of you, Becky said someone, I think she was talking about Jake is impossible to buy for She just pointed to me. No, that's not fair at Christmas. No. Can I say I'm really not impossible to buy for, but I am the best gift giver. Am I not, Becky? Yes, okay. And and I really am. And why am I a better giver? Because I don't give people. How many of you know someone at Christmas they want, they buy you the gift they actually want? Becky wanted one of those furry faux blankets to wrap up. She buys it for both of us, which means she actually bought it for her. She did not buy it for me, you know. Or she will buy something that her dad liked. And it's like, I'm not your dad, you know. 
Uh, and but can I say God is the perfect gift giver? And really what I think we need in this world is not just gifts that are under a tree, but the gift of ourselves. That we give ourselves, number one, to God. We give ourselves to our family. We give ourselves not only to an encounter with God, but to our God journey. And how does that begin? We say, God, let it be unto me according to your will. And, and so I talk with my sons, hey, are you praying with your children? Are you bringing God into the center of their life? Because absolutely, our grandchildren one day, right now, Rio, he loves coming to a school. He hates being late, unlike my, my sons who were notoriously late. Rio loves being on time. Now, there's going to be a moment. I don't know if it's going to be when he's 13, when he's 8 or 9, but you mark my words. Rio, it could be at City Christian. It could be at City Youth. It could be in City Kids. I hope it's in City Kids. That I am praying he has a God encounter where it's not just the God of Jake and Nancy or Jude and Becky. It's not just the God of his grandparents, but it becomes his God, that God becomes Rio's God. You see, Mary and Joseph were from a long line of Jewish believers. In fact, so special, they came from the house in the lineage of David, who was a man after God's heart. But Mary obviously had her own personal encounter. You see, if all we have is the encounter of our parents, then we're going to have to try to figure out their journey, and your journey is different than your parents' journey. Your journey was created for you before there was time and earth, and you discovered that journey in your heart through a God heart encounter. Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship, and it is not private, but it is personal, and it begins personal, but then all of a sudden it breaks out and it goes public because God encountered you for the journey, not just to encounter you. Can you say amen? And I, yes. And I really do believe this. Can I uh, say, when the angel said, she said, how will this be? I have not known a man. He said, the power of the highest will overshadow you. And that which is to be conceived in you will be holy. And he begins to describe. Do you know what's amazing? I want you to really get this. Mary embraced the God vision for her life without understanding it. Young people, if you understand everything about your dream and everything on your dream board is probably only your dream and not the dream of God. And you do not have to understand fully to obey immediately, completely, and joyfully because you trust and you surrender to God. Can I say, as I'm watching my sons as adults, there is a tension throughout our lives to always have God encounters that accompany us along the journey because walking with Jesus or driving with Jesus takes trust. Now, let me just say this. When you drive with Jesus, you are not in the driver's seat. You have to call shotgun, and you're going to be in the passenger seat. And the thing about the Lord Jesus, he drives very slow, and he loves the scenic route, not the fastest route to the destination. So if you're tapping your foot this Christmas, God, when we're going to start this journey, you're
You better relax, breathe, and become present in letting fill your heart with such love that you trust him with all your heart. Can you say amen? And I want to say the will of God for our lives is if we can wrap our brains around it, then it's not the will of God. Are you with me? I mean, when we moved from Seattle to here 13 years ago, we probably should have stayed in Seattle. Things were set. God does not operate like that. How many of you are learning that when you think everything is right where you want it, kind of like the turkey and the table and the tree? Becky, she's been making our house it is a winter wonderland and she looks at the tree she goes it's the best one I've ever done do you agree and I go yes I agree can I say if we obey God when we dot every I cross every T and we fully mentally intellectually understand it there's no you're you're not going to have a fiat in your life and I'm not talking about the car but where why would she have to say let it be unto me according to your will because she couldn't wrap her dream board around the will of God but yet she wanted to go on a journey with God can you say Amen. Now, I want to begin to talk to you about this. Probably the greatest journey for Becky and I. Now, we're old, okay? And when she was first pregnant with our firstborn, Jude, we would go to the doctors about six weeks old, and he put uh, his stethoscope. <laughs> I sounded like the cat on the cartoon, suffering succotash, you know? <laughs> The stethoscope, you know, he put the stethoscope on her womb, and I kid you not, he put it in our ears, and then they went with, and it wasn't an ultrasound, but it was an audio sonogram instrument, and it sounded like uh, the hoofs of horses. I began to weep, and so did Becky. And in that moment, and I was telling my son this, Johnny, go, did you cry? When you heard her heartbeat, and he's totally different. He goes, no. <laughs> I go, didn't he just overwhelm you? He goes, no, not really. <laughs> and I think that's how most men are, okay? And so but when I heard that, I began to cry when I heard his heartbeat. And in that moment, that boy's heartbeat connected with my heart. And I had a sense, and I mean this, in that, the room at the doctor, the OBGYN, that inside Becky wasn't just a human being who would, we would find out later that he was a boy, but that he was an eternal human being. He was an eternal soul. And God impressed on my mind, I want you to get this, it's one thing to have a God encounter. It's another thing, let it be to me. I'm going to go on a journey with you, God, for the rest of my life. And that journey has some curveballs on it. It has some surprises. But listen to this. I had the understanding at that point. He said, Jude, as a dad, he says, the way you handled me, money, and them will direct and shape them more than anyone in this world, whether they will go into eternity with me or not. God. You see, heaven is the ultimate journey. And I raised my sons with the, the mindset that I wanted them to know God, have a God encounter, and go on a God journey. And in, one of my favorite things I still know it was 1989. It was in January. It was a Sunday night. And, and Becky, just, she did like that. She jumped, Ooh. And I go, what's wrong? What's wrong? And Wendell Smith was preaching.
preaching at our church in Denver, Colorado, and Becky felt Jude. I said, what did it feel like? She said, it just feels like this. She, she poked my palm. She, and then later, a few weeks later, a few months later, we could see him kicking. And then what I began to do, even when she was pregnant with Jude, I began to speak to Jude. And I go, Jude, and you say, what would you say? Well, I wasn't telling him about the current events of the day. I didn't tell him who was in the White House, whether they were conservative or liberal. I wasn't telling him soon it would be an election year and it would cause chaos in the nation. But actually what I began to do is quote scriptures. And one of the scriptures that I quoted is where Catholics get the Hail Mary, which by the way is straight up from the gospel and where it says, blessed be the fruit of thy womb. And so I said, baby, you are blessed in your mother's womb. The God who gave conception will give delivery. Psalms 139, you're being fearfully and wonderfully made within the mother of your womb. So much so when that boy was born, I kid you not, they cut the umbilical cord and I go, and we knew we were naming him, I go, Jew. And all of a sudden, he just kind of looked, and he, he, our eyes connected. Now, I know, don't tell me he can't see two inches in front of him. I don't care what you say. I don't care if he can't see primary colors at that point. He recognized my voice, and still to this day, he knows my voice. Even when he was three in the nursery at church, and they had many kids, all I had to say, you, and he, he'd do this, he'd come running. And I wonder, I want you to begin to think about this. On the journey, it costs them. They say Mary was probably eight and a half months, maybe early nine months pregnant as they begin to take the journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census, which meant it would be several weeks she is on a donkey. They would have to pay extra for food, taxes, travel, lodging. But I was thinking about it. I wonder if she would take Joseph's hand and say, feel God is kicking me right now. That's how a God, oh, that's how a God uh, kick feels. I wonder if her diet changed from kosher to really kosher because she was eating for her in God. I wonder if Joseph told the baby Jesus in the womb of Mary, did he talk to Jesus like a lot of parents in the womb? Some play music, some uh watch football and the kid comes out with a football. I wonder if Joe said, man, now listen, God, there's a lot of problems going on. Here it's killing all Jewish babies and it's tumultuous in the Roman Empire. I don't think so. I think Joseph began to quote some of the scriptures from the Old Testament. He probably said, son, you're coming from the line of David. You will be the root that springs up from the branch called Jesse. You will be the one who will smite his head, but he will bruise your heel. You will be the Lamb of God, the Son of God, that dies for the sin of the world. And I just wonder if when they got into that stable, that first Christmas Eve night, did Joseph ever put his ear on her belly to hear the heartbeat, not only of his son, but the very heartbeat of God. And in that, I felt like God saying, Jude, 
I want you in the church to begin to feel my heartbeat for your lives, for your family, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your neighbors, for your city, for your nation. How many times do we need to turn on the TV again and to see heartless acts of human being? You know what I think we need in the world today? I think we need to have the heartbeat of God. If you are conservative, I think you need the heartbeat of God for a liberal because they really need the heartbeat of God. If you are liberal and you really despise anyone who would ever vote that way and can't understand it, maybe you need to put your ear on the womb of Mary to hear how God's heartbeat, because Jesus did not die just for Jewish people. He died for Herod. He died for Rome. He died for Greece. He died for the Palestinian and the Jewish person. We need a fresh encounter with the heartbeat of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? What's funny, Rio, he, after the, the performance, he, he goes, Jude, who was your favorite? I go, hmm. I said, you were my favorite. He says, why? I said, because you look like me, you sing like me, you worship like me, and you speak out of the side of your mouth just like me. You are like your granddad. Can I say, I want to be like Mary and say, let it be to me according to your will. And I think there's something in the womb of this church that we are not finished yet. There's more to our journey, and it may cost us, but we're willing to pay. And this is not just for us, it's for our future generations that we may see, may never see. That's what this is about. Can you give the Lord a shout and a hand clap? Don't you guys love Riley? Okay, who wants Riley to come to their house and play the synthesizer and the keys for Christmas? Okay, no, raise your hand. Come on, raise your Okay, it's going to be a thousand bucks each. Raleigh, I just got you $30,000, bro. Take me for a wood ranch. Maybe we could go to Mastro's, Riley, and meet the master. Can you say amen? I... Our nation is on a journey. And sometimes I feel her journey is very opposite of Mary and Joseph. I was raised Catholic and my aunts would always say this phrase when they were frustrated, when they were happy, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I thought they lived with us. All of Becky's brother's middle name is Joseph. All the girls is Maria, Mary. I think we've lost our Joseph and Mary encounter. In America now, you have to understand everything to trust. And our trust level in our nation is low. I don't care how you vote. We struggle trusting authority, education, police, government, the way we vote. I'm not putting my trust in any of that. I will vote and I know who I'm voting for. But in the end, I'm putting my trust in Jesus. In this journey, 
for me started way before I was born. Think of it. God chose you for a purpose in this life. What if an angel appeared to you? What would you do? You'd probably have to go use the bathroom, first of all. Jake's teacher, he loves her. Her name's Angela Garcia. She's been teaching as long as the earth has been around. 25 years at least this woman has taught in that classroom. What a legacy, Angela. She'll never be written up in the paper. Neither was Mary. She'll never really be celebrated in her day, but heaven will shout her name. I went, I wanted to give her a Christmas blessing. And she said, no, no. I said, Angela Garcia, for 13 years I have waited hoping that maybe one of the boys would be married and have a child and that child would be in your class. And so Rio is having God encounters so much that I know one day he'll have his own God journey that begins before the world began. And that's what I want. What would the angel say to you? He would tell you the dream God had for you before you were born. He would tell you why you're breathing. And not only to love God, but say what Mary said, your will be done. May it be to me according to your word. Will you stand with me? Want you maybe put your hands like this and... I think we all have a mission in life, just like Mary. You have a great mission, Diana. So far beyond anything you've even thought. If you think it's here, it's higher. You think it's this wide, it's wider. Oh, the love of God, the depth, the width, and the height. Amen. Just put your hands out. I want you to breathe. Will you first feel the heartbeat of God for you personally? God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. An infinite, all-powerful God. In the conception of the womb of a virgin. That which is infinite would come and have a finite heartbeat. God is the numbers. He doesn't have a beginning. He doesn't have an end. We're the alphabet. We're alpha. We're omega. But in that moment, when she conceived, infinite became finite. Deity became humanity. Divinity became a human being. And this is the celebration of Christmas. There is no other spiritual belief system where God's heart for us is individual. And it never ends. And it's overwhelming. 
And it makes me, the love of God makes me have trust in God. And so today I wanna speak to the God in your spirit and your heart. I wanna speak to the dream He created for you and your family. I want it to pulsate within you. You see, how does the journey begin? With one step. One step in the God direction. And you keep on walking. And one day you look up and you're almost 64. And you're still walking in that same direction. And that's Christmas. I don't even remember what I got when I was 16 or 12. Christmas, I don't need a present except my grandchildren love Jesus. And then one day they get married and their children are gonna love Jesus. And one day those great grandchildren are getting married and Christmas is gonna follow our line for the rest of time. That's what I want for Christmas. It may not happen in my lifetime, but hear me, just like Mary, it will happen in my lifeline. My lifeline will accomplish what God has for the Fuquays. Amen? It may be things I thought I would accomplish, Jude will accomplish, or Jake will accomplish. It may be their children and their children's children. Can you say amen? How many of you believe that is the best Christmas vision? Our families, amen? I want us to do this. If you, as we end, and we're gonna sing a song, you feel God moving in your heart and your mind right now. And you believe in God, but it's not just belief in God. It is absolutely a total trust of God. You surrender when you don't understand. On a good day and a bad day, you're still trusting God with all your heart. That is how the journey begins. God is coming to you right now and feel his heartbeat. He's not against you, he is for you. God's not against you, he is for you. His heart is beating towards you. And I'm gonna count to three and if you'd say, I wanna give Jesus every part of my life, my body, my mind, my intellect, my heart, my trust, on three, you're gonna raise your hand. You're saying, you know what? I'm gonna to respond to God. It starts today. It's Christmas Eve, don't work. Wait for the turkey tomorrow. Let it begin right now. On three, you're gonna raise your hand. One, you're gonna say, I'm trusting the Lord with all my heart. Two, you're saying fully, I'm gonna obey Him, even if I don't understand. Three, right now, raise your hand. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you, son. Thank you. Thank you, come on. Yay, thank you. Will you pray this with me? Say, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. And thank you. You have saved me. In Jesus' name, amen. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.